You're listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. You're listening to 40 Something Podcast, Valley in the Vig. Now, here are your hosts, Silicon Steve Valley and the Vig. 40 Something Podcast. And this is Silicon Steve Alley. I'm with the Vig. So yeah, 40 Sounds Podcast. We have Brittany Lee Mason on today. Photographer, activist, settled into Eugene, Oregon. So so when did you decide to change your life? What, or uh, I guess, you know, when did you discover you, discovered you wanted to inspire pe- uh, people on how to change their lives, really? That's what I was, what I was trying to get to on that one. Yeah, so I... I have always kind of had a yearning to inspire others, um, particularly through my art and my photography. Um, I just, it's the best way for me to express how I feel when I don't have words for how I feel like I'm very empathic and I feel things very, very strongly. So to be able to relay that, um, in a photograph is, um, just the best of both worlds, um, for me. And so after I was, um, you know, going through, you know, figuring out the art that I was meant to create as a landscape photographer that I am now, I realized that if I can, figure this shit out on my own and inspire others, I can help other people figure out the art that they are meant to create and the art that, you know, their heart is meant for. I can help others navigate through that transition to be able to not only, you know, create the art from your heart that you're meant to, but to also make money doing it because that's what I do as well. And it's not as hard as people think, you know, there's this stigma that you have to be a starving artist in order to be successful. And I'm here to tell you that whatever struggles you've gone through as an artist um, qualifies, you're done. You don't need to struggle anymore. You don't need to hold on to that starving artist mentality. It does not need to exist. There's tons of fucking money in the art world. You just got to find it. Yeah, especially now with the uh, the NFT craze. I don't know if you've uh, gotten uh, into this where they're actually taking artwork and assigning it, like token, tokenizing it on the blockchain, uh, which is almost you know like a, an Ethereum or, or Bitcoin type of network, uh, and then and then artists are able to sell their their artwork uh, through these NFTs, and that's like opening up a whole nother marketplace for artists to be able to do. So uh, I, I think that's really a really good another good segue into. And to uh, and to people out there who are looking to discover themselves, and if you are an artist out there, um, ho- hopefully you're listening in on this today because you know it, it, it does get better. You, you don't you don't have to have that that starving starving artist uh, ma- mentality. Really, uh, I feel like that if we if we kind of box ourselves in like that, uh, we're, we'll always be thinking like that. Get out and start like looking at you know what what is possible, and that that's hard to do right now. Uh, with everything that's going on, but uh, I, I feel that um, I feel that people listening to this episode and listening to what you're saying uh, today could really use it as as a springboard and, and start start identifying things and evaluating things in their lives. Like, 
holy shit, I had that happen to me when I was younger and I didn't do anything about it. Or, you know, I've, I've had those type of thoughts in my head or I've been, I've been in the, I've been decided just to move out to San Diego, you know, or maybe I'll move to Austin, Texas, or, you know, move back home to be closer. I, I feel like I'm hoping that some of these episodes that we do uh, will, will, will be able to spark uh, some thinking and people to change their lives. So I really thank you for coming on uh, today. Thank you. So, Brittany, I want to go back into this cross-country trip you took. So, because you mentioned it, you know, off camera and off mic, that that was really the biggest change, that that was the biggest moment in your life, possibly, in terms of how you changed. What? All right, Brittany's going back to the West Coast. It's time for good. What's the difference between that, Brittany, and then the one that ended up in Oregon? Or Yellowstone, Yellowstone National Park is what changed me. Um, I just, I mean, in to summarize, um, it, it completely changed my perspective of life and beauty and what's important. Um, when I was in Yellowstone, um, I had just, I wouldn't even consider myself a landscape photographer at that time. Um, Previously, when I graduated with my undergrad degree, I was pursuing live music and concert and festival photography and working with bands and musicians and doing portraits and promos and things like that. Um, I had always had an interest in the landscape being from that like hippie culture. Of course, you know, I hug trees and I, you know, care about the environment. That's, you know, it was always at my core. But um, traveling through um, Badlands, South Dakota, and then um, going into Yellowstone, I was so spiritually moved by the landscape that it completely transformed my perception of what's really important um, to me. Um, I very much connected with the um, native energies of the land, learning about the landscape and um, seeing it and just just being so awestruck by what uh, by how beautiful America really is, you know, coming from the East Coast, living in Philadelphia. I saw, I saw, you know, a flower come out of the concrete sidewalk and I was like, oh, yay, spring. And then I go to a place like Yellowstone and, you know, see just these, you know, magnificent sites that just really do take your breath away was, um, something changed in me spiritually. I can't really like describe it, uh, in words, but if you look at my photographs, I'm sure you can see um, just the inspiration in them. And that's really what started my journey as a landscape photographer. And then as I drove, um, well, I didn't drive the RV, but as, the, as we went into Oregon, I was just completely awestruck by this like Narnian wonderland, um, driving through the forest and seeing just so many trees and, um, like waterfalls and streams of like crystal blue waters. And I was like, Holy balls. Like, there's no way that this is where I live now. Like this is, this is the dream. Like I can be a Disney princess prancing around in the forest for the rest of my life. Like I couldn't believe it. Um, and then as I, you know, got closer into the town of Eugene, I started seeing um, a lot of industry and machinery and um, they were logging mills. And that kind of sparked my interest in learning about what man is doing to the landscape in terms of logging and deforestation. And then that spiraled into my thesis project. 
Okay. What's about to, what is the thesis project? So the thesis is titled Alterations of Wilderness, the Logged Landscape of Oregon. And it's a documentary photography piece that um, just kind of dives into the logging industry, their practices, the laws regarding logging and deforestation and how fucked up they are and um, trying to change them for the preservation of old growth and ancient forests and our landscape. No, I, I think uh, it's also shed some light on um, what's actually going on in Oregon. Uh, you know, there, there's even uh, there's even so so Facebook was drilling off the shore of Oregon to bury a fiber optic cable, and they used a huge drill bit to drill into the ocean floor from the shore of Oregon. And what had happened is in the middle the bit broke. So the drill bit broke and in this big piece of steel went into the ocean and Facebook has left it there, just left it there. They haven't done anything about it. So now you have like, you have these different types of environmental uh, tragedies that are going on by companies that we like, that a lot of our generation like believes in and says, well, this is why, this is how I communicate now. This is like, you know, this is a big thing. I go on and there. And th this is the type of thing that these, some of these companies are doing. They're doing it right there in Oregon. And uh, I feel like with what you're doing there with your thesis is probably going to uncover a whole lot more, especially with the deforestation that's going on. Um, so I really feel that people need to need to hear about that, need to see that. So not only is it like something to get your degree with and get academic credit with, but you're actually contributing towards society in the same way and actually spreading spreading this travesty that's going on out there. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel, um, you know, the inspiration that I got from my cross country road trip through South Dakota and Yellowstone um, and then coming in and seeing um, destruction of such beautiful, pristine wilderness really just lit a fire under my ass to preserve what we have left. There's, I think, um, 30 million logged acres in Oregon. There's 62 million acres of forest land and 30 million of them are logged. That's outrageous. And there's no need, there's no need for it. Hemp exists, sustainable solutions exist, but they're not being funded. So that's why I want to sell my photographs and make a shit ton of money so that I can fund sustainable solutions. <laughs> and it's funny you say that and we can kind of bring it into the secret Cause I'm actually, I'm not reading the book. I'm not reading the secret, but I'm reading something that it's kind of like our religion. It's kind of the same way, but it's different. It's focusing on money and it's called the secrets of a millionaire mind by uh, T Har T Harv Eckert. And it's really, and it talks about a lot of the same thing. And he talks about what your intention is and who you are as a person. And you, the, one of the principles of this is you can all, your wealth can only grow as much as you can as a person. Mm. And you know what I mean? Which I think is fascinating. Once you stop worrying about it and you figure it's going to come, it seems like it happens, but usually oftentimes it comes in, except for the, you know, the Kanye West of the world who may not be doing the best that they can with their money or whoever else, or Jeff Bezos for that matter. Like pay his people a fucking living wage. Anyways, another subject. Um, so that's that's what I look at it. So you got to grow as a person. And what's interesting is you said your intention is I want to make more money to help the situation more opposed to help money to buy the fucking yacht. 
I mean, if it's like an eco-friendly yacht, I'm not going to say no, but at the same time, uh, you know, my, (laughs) I mean, it's, you know, I deserve, I deserve to be compensated for the work that I'm doing, you know, as does everybody, everybody deserves to have the freedom that they want. But once you start to focus on the, you know, your sole purpose, um, when you really connect with that and you have faith in that and you work towards that, I mean, money just follows. I don't, I I don't ever have to worry about my bills not being paid. Money just follows. I don't need to know where the money is coming from. That's not my job. It's not my job to figure out where the money is coming from. If you follow your purpose and your path, money will follow you too. It's part of those, uh, part of that, that those laws of attraction that are discussed in the, in the secret, you know, and, and, you know, what, what TJ was mentioning it and what you have just mentioned, it brings up some of those lessons. And, uh, I, I feel like when, you know, since you brought that up, I feel like that that book was probably definitely very much a turning point uh, with you. Like it was with me, you know, and even like thinking that in terms of, you know, if you, if you, if you, so you're having a problem, so say you're having a problem with somebody or you, you know, you're having a problem with a friend or a coworker or a boss and you keep harping on that and you keep bringing up those shortcomings with those people and you bring it up to your other coworkers, your other friends, or you go, that, that doesn't make those people want to hang out with you anymore. No, and it's you know? attracting more of that energy into your sure. life. So if you're constantly worried about, how am I going to pay my bills? Where is the money going to come from this, that, and the other? I mean, of course, you know, there's a balance, like, you know, when the pandemic happened, I'm not going to lie. I was a little nervous. I was like, what's going to happen? You know, I was nervous, but I have faith that, I mean, we've made it through hundred percent of our worst days. You know, you will figure it out no matter what you will always figure it out as long as you keep the faith. That's beautiful. So you started that. Now you're an activist. And keep in mind, folks, this little girl, she wasn't a little girl, but she was 20 years old taking pictures of me playing in a band. (laughs) I was. (laughs) at, at, At her brother's house. I remember that so vividly. And now. I was really so fat then too. Jesus Christ. More things change, the more they stay the same for Christ's sake, huh, Vic? Was that an early AGT then? W- weren't you a f- weren't you an early? That was Pleasant early? Corners, wasn't it? Oh, okay, Pleasant Corners. Wow. Was, was it Pleasant early? Corners? Hey, maybe you took a picture of me when I was doing a wandering route, but it was at the I don't know if it was Banger or Sailorsburg, wherever that house that house was. And it was, it was Sailorsburg. Yeah, and it was a picture of me wearing a, a, a shirt, an Uncle Sammy shirt, which is a shirt that I love. Isn't it a black and white picture, too? It was yes, when I was a black first and white picture. You know the strokes. exact picture. Yeah, I know, I know the exact one. It was when I was first learning how to use um, strobe lighting, like artificial lighting for my images. Yeah. I think I still have it. You gave it to me. You're like, hey, I got this for you. And it was so. I, was like, I did. I made a print of it. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's so awesome. I was my first real getting to know you is more than just Travis's little sister. You know what I mean? So it was kind of yeah. cool. So you are inspiring people with your journey, which has been incredible. You're inspiring people as an activist. You're also a life coach now. Now you're actually getting paid to tell people <laughs> what, how to live their life. Jesus. <laughs> That's cool. Um, in a way, I guess you can say that. Yeah. Um, My mom wants majority- it on that. <laughs> well, send my email. Get the vaccine, TJ. Constantly, 
consult calls are always free. <laughs> Educate me. How can people help your cause on preserving the beauty that is particularly in Oregon? Um, education and awareness, um, being aware of where your products come from, um, and buying local, um, just is. And one thing that I absolutely love about Eugene, Oregon is that they are so like small friendly, um, very supportive of small businesses, um, buy, buy local, buy organic, um, as often as you can and just be, aware and conscious of the environment around you and support organizations that resonate with you. So I um, work with Oregon Wild, which is um, uh, based in Eugene, and they have a couple other branches um, throughout the state. And they are an incredible organization that is working. So I um, photograph towards um, ancient forests and logging and deforestation to um, sign petitions and raise awareness about getting the laws changed for um, corporate logging companies to reserve um, watersheds and old growth forests. Um, that's primarily what I do, but they also do wildlife protection and, um, you know, many other things. So Oregon Wild is one of the organizations that I've recently collaborated with. Um, and they are super wonderful and super friendly. Um, so if you can find organizations like that to support and donate and just spread the word, raise awareness, um, just be educated on what's actually happening to our landscape. Oregonwild.org is how you can reach out to so check that out. And Brittany, how about your art? If people want to check it out, obviously they'll have to pay if they want it, but. <laughs> yeah, so um, I actually shut down my Etsy shop because it was no longer serving me. Um, and I only do custom orders. So you can find me on Instagram um, at Brittany Lee Photography, where I post most of my work. Um, I also have a website, um, brittanyleephoto.pickfair.com, which you can um, purchase prints directly from that site. And you can also find me um, all over Facebook, my personal page. I'd love to be friends. And my um, Art for Art's Sake Facebook group where we uh, talk about art. And she doesn't do foot pictures, by the way, you perverts. <laughs> no, no feet pics. <laughs> so how'd you get into the life coach thing? When was that? So about a year and a half ago, um, after I was in Oregon for, I don't know, maybe like six months, um, I was, you know, photographing the landscape. I was going out and exploring and I was just really inspired. And I was also, you know, when I got to Oregon, I was broke because I spent all my money getting out here. Um, and, you know, I just like needed a job. So I just, you know, just navigated towards retail because it's what I knew. So I was working at Goodwill making minimum wage. Um, it was dirty and gross and I hated it. Um, but I was still in the mentality of, well, I need a job. Um, and then eventually I was just enough was enough for me. And I found my business coach, um, online on Facebook. I just saw a post that she made and it just really, really resonated with me. So I reached out to her and, um, I've been working with her ever since. Um, she helps me, um, navigate my business as an artist and a coach. And she also, um, helps me dive, uh, 
little deeper into my spirituality. She's NLP certified, um, which I think it stands for like neuro-linguistic. I forget exactly what it stands for, but it's some neuro-linguistic programming, I think. Or, programming, yes. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, so um, she's NLP certified. She knows a lot about um, all the weird, woo, spiritual things that um, personally resonates with me. And um, so I had been working with her um, on and off for um, like a year and a half. She does different um, workshops and uh, masterminds. And then she's also my uh, one-on-one private coach. Um And I decided that I also wanted to be a coach specifically for artists because my journey going from a minimum wage retail worker to a thriving photographer with publications, collaborations, sales, gallery shows, um, you know, this, that, and the other, my transformation, like if I can do it, anybody can do it um, as an artist. And even just, you know, I have other clients that, um, are not artists who just resonate so much with my story that they just want to learn more about how to change their mindset, how to change their habits, how to navigate through, um, certain situations in their life with like that positive outlook and how to, um, navigate their thoughts and emotions to just live a more fulfilling life for joining us today. I know, you know, it's not easy. Uh, Not everybody could just come right on a podcast with two people and say, look, this is what's happened to me when I was younger. I was in this clubhouse and things like that. So I really appreciate you coming on. That that does take a a lot of courage. So I appreciate doing that. Um, What what would you say to to somebody out there that's listening to this right now? And they're kind of in between and they're, you know, they're, they're having trouble trying to find themselves or even, they don't even know if, 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 uh, if that's, something that they even want to do at this point. They're in a dead-end job or they're on unemployment and uh, they're listening to this podcast. Is there something that you would want to say to those people? Like uh, something that just un- that just kind of went off in your head that said that, you know, this is how I'm, I'm just going to change things right now. What, what would you say to somebody out there? I would say when your intuition is knocking, answer. When you feel in your gut or in your heart that you need a change, make the change. Even if you don't know exactly what it is, reach out um, <clears throat> to somebody who, reach out to somebody who is where you want to be or somebody who's you know on the path that you want to be on. Reach out and say, hey, how did you get here? What advice do you have for me? Where can I go? How can you, you know, serve me? Like if you're looking for, you know, a coach or a mentor, um, just just talk to them. Just I mean, there's no harm in reaching out. And then after you talk to them and your intuition is telling you um, this is a good idea, don't hesitate. Don't, don't let the, your ego stop you from worrying about how am I going to pay for this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to make time for this? Just make it a priority. Make yourself, make yourself a priority. Perfect. You bring up ego. And so, and you brought up spirituality quite a lot today. Where are you spiritually? What is your practices? You don't have to get specific, but yeah, you, know, you get as specific as you want, though, because it's come on, baby. It's 40 something podcast. That's what we do. <laughs> so, well, I mean, I, I do regularly 
howl at the moon. Um, if that's anyone, <laughs> you know, I, I have my crystals, I have my tarot cards, I light my candles, I have my sage. Um, it brings me great comfort and having those, um, like morning and night rituals, um, just kind of brings me closer to myself with being mindful in meditation practices. Um, I meditate, I, you know, when I'm, when I'm on a roll, I meditate twice a day, um, morning and night. I have very specific meditations that I do, um, from Dr. Joe Dispenza. If you guys haven't heard of him, he's just, God, I love Dr. Joe. Um, but he has a lot of free meditations on, um, YouTube for, um, morning and night and they're truly wonderful. So I do that. Um, and I journal probably like two to three hours a day. Honestly, I'm constantly writing in my journal, whether it's just gratitude or scripting, which is, you know, writing, um, in the present tense, as if the future has already manifested. That's one of my favorites. You can get really fun and creative with that. Um, and just regular journaling. I'm constantly writing, um, and burning sage and charging my crystals in the moon and reading my tarot cards. And, um, I also do weekly Reiki sessions with my therapist where I go into the spirit realm and, um, hang out with my parents and they navigate me through uh, magical forests for healing. And it's truly, truly wonderful and groundbreaking. What? No. So what, ah, woo. So what would be, uh, and by the way, certainly not trying to classify, but what would you consider? Are you basically, I hate to use the word witch. Is that a good word to use or? Oh no, I'm witchy as fuck. I love it. Okay. I I take pride. I take pride in that. I mean, I think every woman has um, their wise and wild self within them that has, um, you know, in our modern day has been suppressed for so long. Um, But uh, yeah, I'm magical as fuck. I'm a witch. I'm a fairy. Whatever you want, whatever label you want to put on it is fine with me. I'm all of it. Like a Wicca thing, like the good or or just in general. I mean, I use it for good. I can't speak for other. (laughs) I can't speak for other women, but um, yeah, I mean, (laughs) no, Um, but yeah, I don't really follow any one specific label of it, which is why I say you you know, call it whatever you want. It's just, it's my truth. Um, I, you know, believe in the power of energy. Um, I believe that energy is everything. There's, you know, transference of energy between, you know, here on earth and then also in other realms and within the universe itself. Um, just really diving into that. And that kind of goes into, um, hanging out with my parents in the spirit realm Um, yeah, so, um, I have very oftentimes, um, in my, um, Reiki sessions that I have with my therapist, who is also a, um, certified shamanic healer. Um, she guides me into, um, meditative places that takes me into a spirit realm, Um, And in there, I connect with guides. Sometimes they are my guides and sometimes they are my parents' guides. Um, And I connect with these guides to go on a healing journey, depending on what's happening in my life. For example, when I mentioned earlier that I have car anxiety, um, I kind of dove into why I have car anxiety. And I went into the spirit realm and connected with my mom, who brought me back to the memory of um, a horrific car accident that we were in when I was three years old, um, and then started processing that event 
and, you know, things that have happened after that in terms of healing. I do that weekly, um, that type, that type of healing. Yeah. See, I always hear like women talk about this, like, and then, and I'm like, but and then like, I'll be like, Hey, hey what are you talking? And they're like, and then that's it. They like, they go and I'm like, Oh, I didn't get to hear about that Reiki, that, that like wicked stuff, you know, like, Oh, are you casting a spell? You know, I don't say that, but like, they feel right, that yeah. like, you know, I'm being like that intrusive male boy, and they don't want to talk about it. So I feel it's great <laughs> that you're on the podcast talking about it today. So. Yeah, it's very empowering, it seems like. And I think Kelly Williams is probably going to want to learn a little bit more because she's always kind of identified as something that has been attractive to her. That is something that she has always she said she comes from gypsies and she believes in the four wind, you know, the four winds the whole nine. So it was just interesting. I remember I went on a date. It was when it was a blind, well, not a blind date. It was when Internet dating first started and it was on hippies. Love that. It was like a hippie. <laughs> I swear to Christ. It was oh, a fucking, it was a hippie dating website. I met this girl, beautiful girl. Um, of course, she was a lot bigger in person, but so was I. So, ha ha, <laughs> fooled you. So, uh, but she was awesome, really, really, and beautiful face. Oh my gosh. And anyway, yeah, she took me and I met my friend Matt. Maddie dreads for the first time. I'll give him a shout out. And I was actually part of a ceremony where we were praying to each each wind. And we were, it was just a very, it was kind of cool. So it's not just for women, Vig, if you're thinking. Oh, so it's it's all of us can get involved then, I guess. I, oh, absolutely. Of course okay. you can. Anybody can go within. It, it's it's your personal journey, whatever resonates with you, you know, do, you know, howling at the moon and, and burning, you know, sage and charging my crystals and doing moon rituals. I mean, that resonates with me. Not everybody is, you know, going to want to do that. They might have other rituals that, you know, work for them or other, you know, practices that work for them. You know, not everybody likes to sit and meditate for an hour a day. They'd rather, you know, listen to music and read a book. I mean, it's whatever resonates with you because it's your journey and nobody else's. Did you ever do ayahuasca? I have not. Um, I would love to it. Um, I actually had, um, a trip planned right before the pandemic started and obviously it did not happen and other things have come up, um, in the meantime, but it, it's on my bucket list, um, to do that. I think I would prefer to start with, um, mushroom medicine first, because I think it would be a little easier for me to, um, handle and digest, um, and then, you know, move further, um, into spirit medicine. And if anybody wants some amazing life coaching, I think I'm going to, and you don't do foot pictures, right? You're in the, you, definitely not. Are you sure? No, I'm not a, a foot picture person. The only pictures, the only pictures I take of feet are my own in dirt when I'm grounding. <laughs> was that just, was that just a random question there, Valley? Or you wanted <laughs> well, to, that the foot fetish thing or something? Or I like, don't know. No, no, no. Just some people were asking about it. I, I just, so you wouldn't do it then? Never mind. We'll, no, we'll, we'll, no. We'll, we'll, we'll skip. We'll skip. We'll skip. It's, not, it's not my genre. Sorry. Keeping it creepy. Uh, As always. Enough, she knows me long enough to know how creepy I am, for Christ's sake. Well, we're trying to bring some levity. We're, we're wrapping. We're wrapping up here with the wonderful and talented. Brittany Lee Mason and just super proud and, and happy that I've known you since you were, I remember again, I always bring up working at Dorney park in Allentown, Pennsylvania. 
coming to parties like who's this little girl from and i was like 29 me walking in being like i'm travis's little sister yeah. hi but i'm actually way cooler than him so be my friend instead yeah. and what's <laughs> funny for me because i'm a lot older than travis and at the time i was probably 33 and you were 20 and i'm like at that point it's like you're this close to not being oh, oh you know like why i don't i'm gonna get arrested if this girl's drinking with us what the fuck you know <laughs> And I was like, why are you here with these kids? I'm like, because I'm not maturing. Duh. <laughs> all, all my old friends are quitting drinking and doing drugs. I don't want to stop that shit. It's fun. <laughs> you were meant to be with our group, though, Daddy. You really were. You, you were meant to be with us. Oh, I absolutely. Uh, a lot of lifelong friendships built out of that. So it's been a lot of great time. And the great healing journey. If they are interested in reaching out to getting some coaching from you, where would we go? Um, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Brittany Lee Mason, and also in my Facebook group, Art for Art's Sake, um, and also on Instagram um, at Brittany Lee Photography. I'm all over the internet. So, yeah, you just Google her. Uh, before we get out of here, because I, I don't think I included that in our outline, Art, Art for Art's Sake, you have really inspired a lot of artists to express themselves. So, tell me a little bit about that before we get out of here. So um, my Facebook group is my baby. I really just wanted to have a community of artists from all walks of life and all um, genres and mediums to kind of just come together and hang out and talk about art. And one of the things that I um, am really, really proud of with the group is every um, Tuesday. So I have like a daily thread. I have like, you know, music Monday and things like that. But um, on Tuesdays, we talk about our feelings and um, I just kind of open up the discussion of what are you struggling with as an artist and how can we support you? And I feel that that's something that um, many Facebook groups, um, specifically around art is lacking. Cause I'm, you know, part of a bunch of other groups where everybody's just sharing their work, which is great, but nobody's talking about like, like the, the crud underneath of, you know, how we're making it as artists, how we're navigating a pandemic, um, how we're building websites and selling our products and where we're selling our products and how do you market and reach out and network. And I felt that um, a lot of the other um, art Facebook groups that I was in was just missing that. So I wanted to open that up for artists so that they can have support and bounce ideas off of each other and collaborate with one another, um, you know, if they can. So that was really my intention for starting the group. Um, also to just meet new artists and make connections because I love people. Is any, anybody we should keep an eye out that's on that? That's been kind of making waves there. Yeah. So, um, there's a few people, uh, one of my clients, Jason is, um, an amazing poet. Um, he was recently published and he just started, um, an athletic fitness apparel line, um, called soldiers through the struggle. And, um, part of his proceeds goes towards, um, fighting mental health stigma, um, because he works in the mental health industry. So he, um, donates um, some of his profits to uh, the mental health industry so that they can have more resources. Um, and I am so, so super proud of him. And his shirts are so baller too. I just bought one and it's, and when I bought it, I didn't even realize it, but it's, uh, it glows in the dark. 
It glows in the dark. I'm buying one was, right now. Where, where? Oh my god, it was so great. Soldier, soldier through the struggle. STS. You can find them on Instagram. Um, I think it's STS Apparel is what it's called. Um, but yeah, and he like he just started this new uh, clothing line, and it is going so well for him. And he makes all of the shirts himself. Um, so, which is another thing that I am, you know, super proud of as, you know, like a small business owner, like he doesn't outsource, um, his stuff. He makes it all in-house and, um, uh, it's for a really great cause. He's like, Vic, what do you got, man? Just, uh, just summing up here. And I'm, I'm someone that actually took part in two ayahuasca ceremonies with a shamanic healer. And as saying someone that's been through it, I, and then hearing your story, uh, today on the podcast, yeah, I would I would say it would be something that I think you would really benefit off of a lot, and um, you know, just but like I feel that like like I, I like how you're saying like I'd like to try to just get involved with mushroom medicine first, and then and kind of ease into it because I think somebody with the background that you have had and the trauma that you had, I think something with ayahuasca would be extremely beneficial. But just like hold on tight uh, because I, I didn't even have nearly the trauma that you, you describe. And, um, it was a wild ride for me, uh, the first time. And then the second time I was all cleansed out. In fact, I didn't even purge the second time. And the second time I did it, I, I just saw the world for, so I saw the world that was so this beautiful world and people were, were beautiful. You know, and this had just happened. This, this ceremony had just happened after I was on the Schuylkill Expressway coming out of Philadelphia and somebody cut me off and said, you know, fuck you. Basically. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I need to get out of this city, you know? <laughs> And then I go up and do this Iowa, and then I, you know, and then I'm like, wow, people are beautiful. Like the universe is beautiful. We really are. You know, I mean, it's 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 an extremely powerful tool. It's an extremely powerful medicine if done right. So, um, you know, it, it it helped me immensely. And I think I think back on it now, going through those two ceremonies, and then the things that have been happening to me these last couple of weeks and this whole last year, I feel like that even now, it's like seven years later, and that that experience is still helping me. Get, get get through what's going on now so i, I really absolutely highly recommend. Sure. yeah like you're still you're still receiving downloads from that yeah. experience yeah. that's helping you helping navigate through your life now yeah, yeah absolutely you, you still have the medicine in you you know it stays you yeah. know and um that whole purging where people will say you know oh you 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 puke and shit and like do that i'm like well first of all let's you know and so, yes, but it's a lot of it's controlled. You don't, you know, you don't lose complete control of your body. And if you do, and that those things happen, it was all, it was all part of the path. It was all part. It was all part. And of not the only that, if you're in the right, the right place doing it, there, there are professionals there to help you. Sure. Yeah. They, you know, just in case, like, you know, generally you'll be fine, but just in case, you know, there's, there's a medic there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. And then, you know, I, I, but I can remember like that, the first big purge, I mean, like, and although it, I was like, oh my gosh, what is it? You know, this is like crazy. I, you know, it's like, it kind of, kind of reminded me of how I was after a bad night of drinking, but instead it just felt so good and it was so natural. I felt like all this stuff that I couldn't even define really was yeah. coming out of me that needed to come out of me and like just took a lot of weight off. And two weeks later, I packed all my stuff up and moved to Colorado. So it gave me that courage to do that. Um, you know, so I was just just, just kind of offering that um, back, and then to anybody else is listening to us. Uh, as far as that, I, I feel feel that it's a highly recommended um, ceremony, or you know, just uh, just 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 a path to take, especially if you've had any type of trauma in the past. Yeah. 
Well, that's great. Well, thank you so much, Brittany. It was great re- catching up with you and kind of figuring out everything. I actually learned a ton of stuff today about you. Yeah. And, and so we will be in touch very soon. And I think a lot of things, principles that she's bringing to the table, one is awareness. If you need help, get it. Talking about a woman who raped as a child and not the best family backing in, in terms of, you know, in terms of examples, and you have built yourself the life that you were meant to live, and it's just a... yeah. give it up. So thank you. Do you have anything more to say as we're getting out of here? Um, just so much gratitude to you guys for having me as a guest. I'm very honored. Um, I love the opportunity to share my story and inspire others. So thank you so much for having me. 